I feel like. You can peek at my knobs any day, Mary. Hi. <laughs>Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, The Party Fish. Hey, Mary, what happened this week? While working at the Beverly Hills Beach Club, Brandon settles a tennis dispute between two club patrons, one of whom is Jim's client, Jerry Radinger, a sports promoter. Mr. Radinger really wants Jim and Cindy to become club members, and Brandon is all for the idea. When, after a night of socializing at the beach club, Jim tells the kids they won't become members, Brandon gets angry and runs off to the beach club to tend to the seeds of entitlement Mr. Radinger planted in his brain. He Ooh. also <laughs> invites his older co-worker Sandy to the beach when he learns from Steve some local fish or DTF. <laughs> <laughs> Jim and Cindy feel Mr. Radinger has crossed some major boundaries when he offers Brandon a higher-paying job doing much less work and a brand-new car to drive around in for the summer. Brandon's choice between hard work and an easy summer becomes much easier to make after getting too, too close a look at how rich people live. Brenda is working on a scent memory exercise for acting class using her mother's old winter coat, but she's struggling to tap into the intense fear she once felt getting lost in a department store as a child. After a conversation about that day with Jim, she realizes she misremembered some key details about the incident. She reaches a breakthrough both in her acting and in real life and decides to quit hiding from her friends, the beach, and Dylan. Okay, so now we've heard what we think happened in the mm -hmm. episode. Let's hear what Fox thinks happened in the episode back in 1992. Okay. Okay, hold on. This is the trailer that premiered, or was with this episode when it premiered. Let's see if this works. In 1990. Wish me luck. Tonight on 90210. Lord, I could teach a kid like you. Brandon is getting a taste of the good life. Take it for a spin up the coast. Let me know on him. In more ways than one. How old are you anyway? How old do you want me to be? But life in the fast lane. Doing this thing with your eyes open, man, or somebody's bound to get hurt. Isn't always what it seems. She's just not the right person for you. So what are you saying? 90210. The summer. Consider yourself what? An all-new episode tonight on Fox. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 <laughs> like, cool. I feel like if this show was airing, maybe this is what this stuff was, the promos were like back then, but I would have just been like, eh. Or, like, did they have multiple promos running? Because they didn't talk about anything else that happens in the show. It's got to be, because that's episode. the only one that I found. Yeah. But, like, yeah. You'd think they, they run a couple promos. They only talk about... What's Brando. her name? Sandy. 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 I've already forgotten it. Sandy. Oh, my God. What if they named it after the Grease character? I. That's what I have notes on about <laughs> Sandy, because Brandon... At, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but at some point, Brandon turns as she's walking away, and he goes, Sandy! And all it made me think of was Danny Zuko calling after Sandy. He does have similar hair. Um, yeah. I just want to point out that it's hilarious that a girl who works at a beach club is named Sandy. <laughs> How much do you think she hears that every single day? Is her last name Bottoms? Like Spongebob? Sandy Cheeks. Cheeks. Oh, damn. <laughs> 
It's okay. But close enough. Sandy Bottoms, though. <laughs> right? Same thing. I hope that is her name. I wonder if she has a last name on IMDb. Hold on. I want to say I checked, but I don't remember what I said. I always check things, but then I stop caring. Oh, I checked for our next episode, but we're not there. Yeah, I looked at... Yeah, anyway. So, this episode opens up on Brandon, mm-hmm. like half dead over a cup of coffee on his second week on the job and dad has no patience whatsoever (laughs) jim does not give a fuck no and then (laughs) that's great because he's like you're already burnt out after a week and brandon's like well i'd be able to have a really great summer if you just give me two thousand dollars yeah brandon rolls a one on persuasion for that (laughs) (laughs) not one not one in no way was that a compelling argument. In no way was that even slightly persuasive. She's just Sandy. Yeah. Just no. Sandy. Jim is just like, get out. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> go to work. Don't even bother me with your childish words. But yeah, so he goes to work and he's on the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. And that's when he like sees Mr. Rattinger and whoever playing tennis and is like, I call him like I see him. He gets the point. Yeah. And must I also point out that these two old white dudes who were playing some version of tennis because it wasn't tennis. <laughs> some version. <laughs> also were not wearing athletic clothes at all. I don't think the athletic clothing business existed in 1991. Yeah. Like, I think women got those, like, lycra things. Mm-hmm. And then you had the, like, warm-up suits that Jim got last season. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Other yeah. than that, it was just, like... Well, I put on my khaki shorts today. And my polo shirt. Yeah. So I'm ready to play some version of tennis. With ping pong rules. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. It was like table ball or I forget what they call it, paddle ball or something. Yeah. But it wasn't tennis and it wasn't ping pong. Yeah. No, it was really weird. But then they walk off the court and that's when Brandon goes up to him and is like, oh, I think you know my father. And like mm-hmm. getting in on that networking with rich people. Mm-hmm. Which like oh, children of tax partners that's what they do. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like Brandon's the perfect one to do it because he's extremely impressionable. Mm-hmm. So he can just be told whatever. And, like, he can easily go up to someone and be charismatic enough to, like, have a conversation. But then he can easily be taken advantage of. Well, and I think that was the thing is, um, you know, since he – was like walked right up to him and was like, Oh, I think you know my father and like mm-hmm. came off of this whole like I am the father I am the son of, you know, this well to do executive. I think that's what Mr. Rattinger kinda honed in on of like, okay, you are like one of the rich nine oh two one oh kids. I yeah. can probably, you know, get to you based off of that. Right. Because, um, I mean that's that's essentially what he does. Mm-hmm. Is he's like oh, your dad's making you work? You shouldn't have to work. You live in 90210. And, oh, you want a car? I'm going to give you a car. And, like, the, it's more evidence that Brandon's a really bad investigative journalist because he does not question this guy being like, I'm going to pay you double and right. give you a car just to run errands for me. Exactly. Well, that like, and that he just doesn't realize that oh, this guy might be gross or might be, like, corrupt or anything. He just assumes, oh, this guy's been around. He knows. He he 
is wouldn't tell me something that I didn't know. I mean, he even tried to encourage first Brandon to go back to his dad and be like, wait, you don't get a loan first? You're not getting him to co-sign? You're not, you know, getting him yeah. to advance you? It's like, um, that's not how it works. <laughs> I just love the idea of walking up to your parents and being at 16. Yeah, exactly. And being like, can you give me an advance yeah. on my salary? Can you co-sign a loan with me? First of all, I'm a minor, and I don't know what a loan is. <laughs> I, well, to be fair, as a minor, I think you have to have a parent co-sign with you, right. but I cannot imagine Jim and Cindy co-signing on something that Brandon doesn't already have the money for. Exactly. And, I mean, like, he just jumps to this, like, privileged outlook on things mm-hmm. of, like, my parents aren't giving me the money, not questioning, like, why aren't they giving me the money? Yeah. Or, like... Maybe they want me to learn something. Or maybe they just don't want to spend money on a car for Brandon. Well, and that's the thing. Like, he got a DUI and wrecked his car. I feel like he doesn't necessarily deserve $2,000 for a new car. Well, and what's weirder is I, like, during this episode, I thought, Brandon seems to want to own this car. Like, also, not just Mm -hmm. have his parents buy it for him and it be in his parents' name. He wanted to own it himself, but he wanted someone else to pay for it. I was saying, he doesn't want to pay for it, but yeah, he wants it to be his car. Yeah, because I mean, my car, when I I got a car when I was 16, but it was in my parents' name. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't own my own car. It was my parents' car that was given to me to drive. Yeah. So, I just feel like there's certain levels of responsibility that comes from owning your own car, but also, he's just not aware enough to understand the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can't ask someone to pay for something for you, but then also you own it. Yeah. Like, that's just... Maybe in Beverly Hills world. And I think that's the thing that gets me, is, like, he keeps trying to say, like, I'm not from Beverly Hills. I'm from Minnesota. But he wants the Beverly Hills lifestyle. Exactly. Because, like, he even says that later. Like, that's okay. We're from Minnesota. Yeah. Like, you're acting like a privileged little brat. Yeah. Like, you don't get to have it both ways. Exactly. But, I mean, anyway, so... He's talking to this guy and getting all up in his head about all this stuff. And then he runs into Dylan on the beach Mm -hmm. and they like both start looking at Sandy, Mm -hmm. which just made me so sad that Dylan is looking at other girls. Yeah. I don't like it. But he's also still sad because like he was still like, you know, I bet old Jimbo's happy I'm not around or something (laughs) like that. Big Jimbo. Yeah, Big Jimbo. (laughs) Because I will be calling him Big Jimbo for the rest of my life. Better than Big Guy. Ugh. Like, Brandon calls him. But, yeah, so he knows Jim doesn't like him, obviously. Yeah. Um. So, but he's still, he, I wrote sad Dylan is sad because he's still sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's so many times in these episodes where you see Dylan just, like, putting on a front to mm-hmm. hide the fact that he has any sort of emotion. And I was just like, but I know. And just let me hold you. I know. I want to I wanna give him a big hug. Like, I'm just going to take your head and put it right on my shoulder. <laughs> And just touch that hair. Yeah. And look at those forehead wrinkles. Ugh. Just just rub your fingers across <laughs> that texture. <laughs> you go the other way like it's a wash. I, I was going to say that like... Yeah, because that's when they start looking at Sandy. And just... Ugh. Like, she even looks old. Yeah, that was my thought, too, is, like, how do you guys not automatically assume this lady's, like, way older than you? Not just, yeah, like, college like age. in her 30s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twice his age. Yeah, yeah cause exactly. Like, the Gabrielle Carteris mm-hmm. is an older actress, mm-hmm. but, like, 
you know, they dress her old also. But I think, you know, face-wise, she looks a little bit younger. Like, definitely not mm-hmm. 17. Sure. But, like, at least in her 20s. And, like, this woman I was looking at her being like, she's my age, at yeah. least. I was like, you're a mom. Yeah. I thought she was a mom. Yeah. I was well, waiting I'm, for her to talk about a kid. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, I was expecting a kid. And yeah. she's talking about, like, I've lived in L.A. for 12 years. Yeah. And all this stuff. I was like, okay, so literally, like, 30. Mm-hmm. Like, she moved there at 18, and now oh, she's yeah. old. Nice. Like, that's the mindset that I... I didn't go to, like, my parents moved me here. Right. Like, I moved here. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's like you have the, like, desire to move yourself. Yeah. So you do, because you're old enough to do so. And, like, ugh. There would just be no way that she and Brandon would have anything in common. Ever. And Brandon does not have game. I'm sorry. No, like, he doesn't. I don't know how he gets these women every week. I mean, he's, like, decent looking and that's enough. But, like, then he opens his mouth and he doesn't have game. He's just so bad at it. Dance with me. He doesn't even like dancing. It's just, ugh. Ugh. And, like, the boss was, like, a wing. I forget his name. Uh, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. Henry. He was, like, a wingman at some point. Yeah. Like, he was, like, when it was the three of them and they were at the little, like, I guess, bar. And that yeah, because that's when he was, like, dance with me. Yeah. And then the, the boss was, like, hey, the, they can't see the staff having fun or yeah. whatever. And I'm, like, ew. Which was, like, very dirty dancing to me. But, oh, like, yeah, for not sure. as good. Yeah, right. Um, but, I mean, like, that's, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Because they cut from Dylan and Brandon looking at Sandy to class mm-hmm. and then I didn't totally remember David being in the class the last episode I got very confused that he just showed up I remember seeing him in the hallway but I don't think I assumed they were in the same class I just assumed he also was taking a class okay but I know but I mean like there they just keep putting people <laughs> at this school because like Dylan showed up at the school Kelly is just at the school trying to get them to go to the beach with her and then like just lets David con his way into her car i mean it makes sense because i wrote down where is it oh yeah i was like david being creepy immediately when inserting himself into the group trying to get a ride to the beach with kelly and it oddly works because serial killers are easily persuaded or persuasive no it's i don't get it (laughs) um one weird thing about that scene david had his hand like his arm around donna and was just had his hand on her hip like suggestively that's the thing is they just let him in and like mm-hmm. let him touch them and let him like con his way into <laughs> dates with Kelly repeatedly and just no stop it I just just tell him to go away yeah you don't have to hang out with people yeah you don't have to say yes like yeah like that was my whole thing was Kelly does not have to let him in her car yeah like yeah it's a convertible but no means no like right. he could jump in and she could just be like I'm not moving until you get out mm-hmm no. Yeah, I don't know how he just keeps weaseling his way in. I hate it so, so funny. much. I don't think I ever thought this grossly about David when I did this first watch through. Like, well, I, I really think it has to do with the time of things. Probably. Like, I think when we were younger and when the show was airing, yeah. you weren't supposed to think Brandon was such a tool bag. No. And you weren't supposed to think David was such a serial killer mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know. I don't know who you were supposed to be siding with in all of this Dylan. or all of them. Dylan. Dylan. Just Dylan. Only Dylan. It's I don't know. Yeah. Brenda. 
Well, yeah, yeah. Of Honestly, the, of the yeah. guys, it was always Dylan. For me, I remember liking my first go around. I remember liking Kelly more than Brenda. But now I'm not necessarily liking one over the other, just both of them for different ways. Well, and the thing is, there are a lot of times that I just don't like Kelly. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not a great person. She's really <laughs> not. Like, she's kind of a terrible friend in the first half of the first season. And then, like, there's the slumber party episode mm-hmm. where she admits that she tries to get a date with Dylan, knowing that he's in a relationship with Brenda. Mm-hmm. Like, she's hitting on Brandon, even though he's like, I'm not really comfortable with that. Like, girl just wants some. I mean, there's That's nothing wrong wants. with that. Like, she is the owner of her own body and her own sexuality but like consent goes both ways for miss. sure for sure miss i just want to be miss. like sit down <laughs> let's talk about consensual relationships <laughs> uh but yeah like she literally shows up at the school long enough to be like we have to go to the beach and then nobody wants to go with her because everyone got turned down by boys and apparently the boys get to go to the beach well, so I also thought, like, because you were like, why are people just showing up at the school? And I'm like, well, this is what happens when you don't have cell phones or pagers <laughs> or anything. You have to physically go see them where you know they're going to be to talk to them. I know. I can't imagine this lifestyle. I like, mean, we had it for, like, it, it was crazy for us, I think, because we had this experience before. We were able to drive. So it's not like we could just go somewhere and be somewhere and then have our friends catch up with us. It was like... We were either at home and could be reached on our home phones (laughs) or our parents took us somewhere and you just didn't hang out with your friends. Yeah. So it is very strange, like, what it would have been like to just, like, would you be more trusting or less? You know what I mean? Mm Because nowadays you're like, hey, I'm on my way. Hey, I just got here. Hey, I'm sitting here at the booth by the door. Like, whatever. You're very specific. Or even, like like location sharing now Mm -hmm. like I have John's location shared and then like when we were at Gen Con you could share for like a couple of hours a day just so you could find each other or like John's group of friends there are like I don't know maybe like half a dozen of them that are just like constantly sharing location with each other because they were like you never know when you're gonna need it and like you know we didn't have that when we were teenagers Mm -hmm. but anytime I walked out of the house my parents my parents didn't give me my own cell phone, but they would be like, take your mother's cell phone in case you need to call us. And That's like, funny. Then just give me the damn phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you, I mean, I guess you'd have to be more trusting because you literally like would leave your house mm-hmm. by telling your friend like, I'm going to be there at seven o'clock and you just trusted that they'd show up. Well, and so that's an interesting thought because like, I feel like now, um, what's a good way to say this? Like, I don't want to say like it's a millennial thing because I don't think it is, but I think it has become much more customary to feel like you can bail on plans. Oh, yeah. Because you can just text somebody and be like, actually, I'm just going to stay home. And like everybody yeah. does it at any age. But you couldn't do that back then because you, you couldn't just leave them stranded at the movie theater. They'd be pissed. Or they'd think something happened. Like you got in an accident on the way here or... That's exactly where my mind would go. Yeah. I would be like, all right, well, they were thinking about bailing on me because I have very low self-esteem, but then they decided to come because they're good people and now they're dead. Oh, God. Yeah. I'd probably go there, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, nowadays, I go <laughs> like, there. 
I just skip over that. I'm like, they're dead. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, either they hate me now, or they died. It's <laughs> no. the extremes. I'm not, like, that is part of the reason I have John's location shared at all times, because, like, if he stays at work late, I'm like, Marta exploded. He's dead. <laughs> like, I have to look and be like, no, he's literally, he's at the office, because he doesn't answer his phone during the day. Mm. So, like, I creep because I care. <laughs> I creep because I care. Hashtag... <laughs> I creep because I care. <laughs> we can't say the same about David Silver. No. I know. He creeps because he creeps. Yeah. Like, he does not care. I don't want to take John's face and put it on my face. <laughs> Just the nose. Just the nose. <laughs> he does have a better nose than me. I like his nose. Oh, God. This is how it starts. <laughs> <It's starting. laughs> this podcast is going to slowly descend into like, all right, season three episode. Let me tell you what my husband did this week. <laughs> I got a new picture of his nose. It's on my wall. You want to see my phone background? It's just John's <laughs> nose. <laughs> just very zoomed in on his face. Oh, God. I hope oh. you don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, <laughs> Brenda and Andrea very clearly will not go to the beach mm-hmm. because Brandon and Dylan are there. Yeah. Which, and it, like, I get it, but, like, it makes me upset. It makes me upset, too, and I don't want to say that people's sadness, like, should be ranked or, like, scaled a certain way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, like, Andrea's upsetness was just because she didn't get any, well, I feel, and Brenda's is, like, our relationship ended. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't totally see why Andrea is so upset because she's the one that was, like... Hala's bone yeah. and Brandon said yes yeah and then and then they were happen. on the way to do it yeah and then it just didn't happen yeah. like I I don't get why she wouldn't be able to go to the beach because of that yeah I mean I could see it if they added some other thing on it of like she still feels like an outsider mm-hmm. and especially now that like she's done something to kind of make that relationship weird in her mind yeah I can see that yes but they didn't yeah or if they did it was in off screensville so I mean, kind of like that little friendship solidarity between yeah. two girls who are in mm-hmm. weird places with boys just kind of bonding over mm-hmm. it. I, I do like sweet. that. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it had to happen in this like summer school mm-hmm. kind of scenario where like Kelly's not there. And totally I mean, agree. Donna's there, but they still haven't given Donna anything to do. Well, She's that, just the butt of the joke. And clearly Kelly is the connector between Brenda and Donna. Like, yeah. Because they're not having a relationship without her Mm -hmm. like that's how you can tell sometimes in a three-person friend group you have one connector yeah and that's okay but yeah they're not really giving donna any reason yeah to be here she's just there like she's still very much this is just tori spelling being in the show versus giving donna anything to do gosh yeah poor thing anyway Because, yeah, they won't go to the beach, but then we cut straight back to the beach Mm -hmm. because Brandon is trying to talk to the Mm 30-year-old and is trying to seem all worldly to her (laughs) because he starts talking about The Great Gatsby. I'm like, did you ever read The Great Gatsby? Yes, Brandon. It's been 10th grade reading since that book came out. (laughs) Seriously. She literally just quoted the book. Yeah. And it's like... Hey, that's what F. Scott Fitzgerald said in that book he wrote about the Great Gatsby. Did I read you it. Read it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I read it last week because it's assigned for my eleventh grade reading. Oh my gosh! Like, and 
I'm totally waiting for him to pull out like some sort of spark notes like these are the themes of the book and like try and sound all worldly to her but as soon as he started talking I was like I bet Brandon likes a catcher in the rye <laughs> like I bet he relates to all of these books that just all teenage boys are just like I could be like Holden Caulfield where did the ducks go <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he wants so badly to feel like an outsider, but be brilliant. You know what I mean? Well, it's, Which, if anyone's like the outsider that's brilliant... It's Dylan. Yes. <laughs> but that's the thing is, yeah, I could see Brandon, A, wanting to be Dylan, and B, they're just trying to force this like dichotomy on him because he keeps saying like, oh, I'm Minnesota, but really you're Beverly Hills. And then like... He's 16, but he's trying to hit on a 30-year-old. So he's trying to act older than his age, which, like, Brenda already did it. We already did this. Let's move on. But we have to make sure we do it for Brandon because he's more important. But what about the masseuse from season one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, she, like, she was older, right? She has yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, she was, like – the manic pixie dream girl, like other, you know, worldly kind of person. Mm -hmm. And then I think this woman, Sandy, is supposed to be like more like what's her face from the East Side Story episode where it's like the Carla. wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Carla with a K. K. Yes. Yeah. There's too many of them. I need like a list of women so I can just like reference all Carla with a K. Cheryl with an S. <laughs> Who else? Cheryl. 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 Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's just, like, hitting on this woman, and she's, like, kind of going for it, kind of really not going for it. I was very confused with her signals. Yeah. Like, she keeps being like, oh, yeah, we can totally talk. Wait, how old are you? And then he doesn't tell her, and then he's like, how old are you? And, and then she doesn't tell him. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not flirting. This is, like, the line between, like, illegal and yeah. not. This whole foundation of this relationship is just not there it's based on a lie <laughs> they're gonna be together for six months and be like how old are you <laughs> they're probably gonna learn she's like 40 <laughs> yeah like seriously she could be his mother mm -hmm. Ugh. yeah no and you know he'd be like well that doesn't bother me i've already dated a mother she oh i guess <laughs> oh my god he did <laughs> i had a joke but i can't reveal it it's fine <laughs> Um, yeah, but also she just has a generally bad attitude, which at this point in the episode, we just think she's just, we just think Sandy is salty. Yeah. Well, cause, <laughs> sorry, I see what you did there. That's you know. beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, cause this is the part where he's like, you know, doing all the great Gatsby and like, uh, I actually looked up the Sparknotes themes of the book oh because I was like, this is definitely something that Brandon would say. If Google existed at this time and this writer's room went and got the spark notes, uh, because one of the main themes of The Great Gatsby is the hollowness of the upper class. You hear also, it. Also, there's tennis in both. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, yeah, they're, like, shitting on the rich, quote, unquote. And then his parents show up because they're thinking about joining the club. And she's just like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what? And then she tries to play it off as, like, I got mad that you didn't introduce me to your parents. Because she's almost their age. I think, no, that, oh, dang. There's so many, like, conflicting notes between two episodes. But, no, she, like, weirdly gets mad at Brandon for not introducing her to his parents. 
they are nothing. They're nothing. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? Somebody explain to me why she's mad. Well, and the thing is, in real life, if, like, you had been, you know, offhandedly flirting with someone and then, like, first couple days, because yeah. it's been a week. Right. Rem- remind you, he's known her tops 10 days. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was like, I want to introduce you to my parents as a teenager, like, that's fine. As an adult trying to have an adult relationship, you're just like, oh, are we getting married next month? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. It's just, it's all weird. It, it's all very weird. It, it felt like it was just forced mm-hmm. so that they could be connected for what happens later in the episode. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, I won't say it now because we'll get there when yeah. we get there. But, like, <laughs> yeah, she's just like, meh. How could you not introduce me to your parents? Which, by the way, did anybody notice that they were basically wearing matching outfits? Mom and dad. Oh, I didn't notice. I loved um, her outfit. (laughs) When Cindy was getting ready, it looked like she was wearing just like a plaid pantsuit. And then they show a full body at the club. (laughs) And it's a pantsuit, but it's shorts. It's a short suit. And it's blue plaid. And it's amazing. It was so good. And then like Jim was wearing complimenting colors or like coordinating colors like they looked ridiculous and i have to constantly remind myself this is like early 90s 90s. and this made sense it definitely did yeah and then like steve walks up to him and is like throwing out names of people we've never heard of because he was like Like linda Linda and kyler oh yeah i was like who the fuck is that it's like i would have loved for this show to be self-aware so Brandon would be like wait who <laughs> but they're not everyone's going yeah Donna Kelly everyone yeah, yeah we right? only have four friends yeah. that's it David might show up if we let him oh god but yeah because they're like oh you know we're gonna go see the the Grunions mm-hmm. come in and we have to go to this party and blah 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 and that's when I think Brandon goes back to talk to her and she's like, well, you didn't introduce me to your parents. And you're so Beverly Hills. And he's like, no, we're from Minnesota. But you live in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And he's like, no. She goes, but you go to Beverly Hills High. Actually, I go to West Beverly. Oh, my God. Like, that matters. <laughs> she was trying to say, you're in high school. <laughs> well, and she's trying to say, you still live in 90210. Like, right. your family is still rich. You can say you're from Minnesota, but you currently live in 90210. Well, and it doesn't matter anymore, right? Like, because he's at least been there now a year-ish, almost. Who knows? Who knows? But, like, you, like sure, you came from Minnesota, but you're here now. Yeah. Like, doesn't. Really I could matter. say, like, well, I wasn't born in Georgia. Yeah. I used to live in you know, wherever. Like, mm-hmm. I say that when people ask me if I've lived here my entire life, but it's literally just to be like, well, no, but I lived in those other places for, like, three years, mm-hmm. and then we moved here. Right. Like, I am basically from Georgia. I'm just not actually. Actually, yeah. yeah. Like, if you look at my birth certificate, it does not say Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's it. Right. Like. That'd be like saying, like, well, I'm from Macon. Mm-hmm. But I live in Atlanta. Like, it's even take it to a city level level where it's like, it's, it sounds even more stupid when you like put in that perspective. Yeah. But then they eventually get to go on like an actual date, I guess. Yeah. A little day date, which the tandem bikes were cute or whatever. I kind of totally loved the tandem bike. Yeah, like that's cute. But, but like, it sounds like that's something that somebody in a relationship would do. Well, and I really just 
could not get over the red flags of like every time they hang out together, she'd be like, how old are you? And he'd basically be like, how old do you want me to be? And then he'd be like, how old are you? And she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's like this game of like. But how old are you? Like, like no. It's so creepy. It's It's, so... And, like, that was the thing that got me is... I think they felt like they could get away with this because Mm -hmm. Brandon was the younger one and that's always the thing of, like, oh, yeah, get the older woman. Oh, yeah. But in reverse, it's disgusting. It's creepy. So, like, I don't understand why an older woman hitting on Brandon isn't creepy. It is. Well, yeah, it is. But it's the 90s. Um... Sorry if I'm, like, going too far, but, or, like, too far ahead, but when Dylan is talking to Brandon about that's like yeah. the, That's immediately the next scene. He's like, age has nothing to do with it. It's like, no, but it does, because that's a woman who is essentially hitting on an underage boy. Well, right. and, like, think of any of us hitting on a 16-year-old right what? now. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, ugh. Gross. I don't want to. But then, like... They even kind of do the same thing where, you know, Steve is walking around talking about Maya Landon and they're like, how young is she? And she's 14. Yeah. Like, and like, ugh. they agree, like, Brandon agrees that's gross mm-hmm. and Steve doesn't, which is absolutely horrible for Steve's image. But like, he can't see it in the other direction. So I have a little thought experiment here. Okay. Would it be different if these people, like, the actors mm-hmm. were actually 16 and were acting because think about it when we were in high school it was not out of the question for a 16 year old to be dating a 14 or 15 year old like because it's not real dating right like it's because when you're a certain age dating is not really dating mm-hmm. you just have a crush on someone and like you just say your boyfriend girlfriend you hold hands and go to the movies exactly yeah, so but- like if the actors were actually that age would it be less problematic i don't know because i do think i remember like being in high school and like there was like a couple freshman girls that were mm-hmm. dating senior guys and you're like oh my god she's dating the senior guy from the basketball team or whatever exactly. but like thinking about it now i'm like 17 and 14 is a lot bigger of a difference mm-hmm. than like 30 and 28 kind right. of like just John's 31 and I'm 28 now. Mm-hmm. So, like, there would have been a time where I was 14 and he was 17 in high school. And, like, don't get me wrong, 14-year-old me would have been like, look at that hottie over mm-hmm. there. But at the same time, like, we were at very different points in our lives and it's a huge difference. I mean, my parents are literally nine years apart. Yeah, but I mean, so, like... So, at one, like, my stepdad was graduating high school when my mom was in third grade. And, like, that's the thing is, like, now it doesn't seem weird because it's, like, 50 and 41 or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, but if he was 18 and she was 9, you would have been, like, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, why are you talking to her? (laughs) Like, I'm calling the police. Exactly. Just wait until you're consenting adults and all those problems just go go away. away. (laughs) Yeah. But, like. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do some sort of like Steve is so desperate he's even hitting on 14-year-olds, but like yeah, it's gross. Yeah. So, I feel like they change her age mid episode they because do. at the end they say she's 15. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, maybe I mean, she had a birthday, who knows. Sure, it was her birthday <laughs> coming up, but it's still even if she did like 14 and 364 days, 
is not that different from 15 in one day. Well, but <laughs> like, it's, it's still the idea that Brandon is like, ew, a 15-year-old? That's so gross. But let me tell you about yeah. this 30-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's all weird. This is like almost a mirror of what happened in season one when Brandon was hitting on the 23-year-old masseuse mm -hmm. because a 14-year-old, a freshman at school, had a crush on him and he was like, Ew. Yeah. Oh, I oh. forgot that was that episode. Good call. Well, because that's... That was the episode where so many other things were happening yeah. with Brenda. That, oh yeah, that was a that was a big episode. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's the thing, is they keep mm -hmm. missing the point mm -hmm. and being like, older woman, totally cool. Younger girl, super gross. Well yeah, because think about if the situation had been flipped and Brenda was working at the beach club and a dude Sandy's age was hitting on her. Well, it was the very first episode with the lawyer. Yeah. Like I was really grossed out. Yeah, because he was, what, 25? Yeah. Yeah, and she was 15, 16? 16, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm it's bad, so why is, like, society being like, this one, This time it's fine because the genders are swapped? Well, and that's what makes it so interesting to me because, like, I feel like if you watch TV now, so, like, the first season of Riverdale, one of the first things that happens is you see Archie, who is 16, with mm -hmm. the teacher. That's like, I watched and two like, episodes of Riverdale, and that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that was gross. Uh -huh. And everyone was like, ew. Um, but. <laughs> yes. But then, okay, so back in the plot, like, this is when Brandon and Dylan are talking, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And this is when Brandon ass just automatically assumes that Dylan has slept with Sandy. Again. I, every yeah. time. He just assumes that Dylan is being some sort of like creepo. Yeah. Or slut or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Stop no. Slut shaming Dylan. I was gonna say, he yeah. is very. Brandon slut shames everyone. Everyone except himself. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to get it too, bro. He's like, like I've only had sex once. Yeah. With like my girlfriend that I had in Minnesota. Like, but like, they weren't dating at the time. I know. But. <laughs> No, because that... Ugh. What also bothers me about this scene is not only does Brandon assume that Dylan slept with Sandy, he also assumed Dylan broke up with Brenda. Yeah. Because I'm like, hold on. First of all, you know that's not what happened. Like, I, I would assume you have all these weird twin talks with Brenda <laughs> about literally everything else. You would know who broke up with who and why. Well, and that's the thing that bothers me about their friendship is... That Brandon always assumes the worst out of Dylan. Like, mm -hmm. if... Well, uh, everyone. Yeah. Because he has such a temper problem. Well, and, like, I don't know. If I was Dylan, I would not stay friends with Brandon ever. I do think it's interesting how they're not really making that a focus. Like, even like even now that Brenda and Dylan have broken up, you would think that it would be natural to gravitate back to, like, the boy friendships. Mm -hmm. It's not really happening. Like, Bren Brandon and Dylan only really have Brenda in common. Well, and I feel like they're really having a problem in these first couple episodes connecting everybody because, like, mm -hmm. you know, Brandon, Steve, Kelly are all spending all day every day at the beach club, but they're not really talking to each other ever. Like, I don't think we've really seen Steve and Brandon together except for when Steve's like, oh, you have to come to this party because there's going to be girls. Yeah, it's like, like random conversations. Yeah, it's just like little snippets. Yeah, but Steve is like playing volleyball the whole summer, basically. And yeah, he's to find only on the volleyball court. Yeah. He should be sunburned by now, truthfully. Yeah, because he's like super pale. He's, he's got like, that yeah, gingerish like, blonde hair. Yeah, blonde yeah. ginger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ugh. 
But he's not sunscreen. Maybe he's just really diligent about sunscreen. I hope so. I hope so, too. Skin yeah. cancer is a serious issue. Well, oh, God. Another comment I could say on this <laughs> next episode, but I can't. I know. Um, um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so then, oh, there was one reference I did not understand, and I was wondering if any of you guys knew what it was. Dylan calls Brandon Jones or something at some point. I don't know, but I loved it. <laughs> I don't know. Like listen, he's like, Jones. Yeah. Listen, Jones, like, get your story straight. Or, like... Yeah, it was no, I definitely that don't have that. Made one. it seem like detective. You know what I mean? I <laughs> just want to be like Jughead Jones, or Jughead. like <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. So I didn't know if you guys caught it and knew it, or no, I didn't. Yeah. I have no idea what that one is. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about Robert's Rules of Order, I can do that. <laughs> right, you knew that one. Actual uh, pop culture references, no. <laughs> um, but there is one thing. That happens away from the beach club because mom and dad left the like new member social early and Brandon comes home like pissy about it. Yeah, he get really mad. Which like I think it was because, you know, we spend so much time talking about him and Sandy and being like, we're not rich. But at the same time, he's also talking to Mr. Radinger, who's like, well, I don't understand why your parents aren't members and why they're not buying you a car and all this stuff. And so it feels like depending on who Brandon talks to determines what he thinks about his parents' economic status. Definitely. Because he comes home and gets really mad at them for leaving the party early and they try and make all these comments of like, well, we're not going to join because I know a lot of my you know business clients our members there and we're trying to keep our personal and business life or our business and social life separate because mm-hmm. that's when Brenda goes, what social life? Yeah. Ooh, like, sick oh. burn. So, so true though. It's what so friends tr- do you have, Cindy and Jim? Anna. Anna. Name, and Anna. Name more than one. Name more than the one you're paying. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus. We talked about this, I think, last episode or two episodes ago. Yeah, but it was like, it just bothered me. And then, like, you know, Brandon getting all pissy about having to work all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't believe this. I have to leave for work in the morning, and Dad's already gone at his job. And by the time I get home, he's already asleep, so we never talk. I was like, that's what happens when you have jobs. Well, and also, like, why is he so mad? This is no different than literally any other day. Like, I, I don't Jim understand. Works every day. When I don't understand the, like anger that he has yeah yeah i don't why is he mad that his dad is working just because mr rattinger is always at the club playing tennis like so yeah also I, like he doesn't he clearly doesn't know what happens when you become an adult and have like a real job you don't get a summer well is it, i haven't had a summer off since i was 16 yeah like i got a car and then i started working exactly because how else was I going to pay for gas to drive my car around? It's just, again, like, Brandon just being so... Brandon's clueless. Yes. He's so out of touch with how the world actually works. And that's like why... Like you said, he just lets people tell him how it works for them, and he just assumes that's that's how it as, should be like, for everything. You literally see him going back and forth of, like, Sandy of, like, oh, I'm not rich, Mr. Ranger. I am rich. Why don't I get things? Yeah. Ugh. My dad's an executive accountant. It's just, like... Well, and then while he's talking to them, Jim makes the comment that they've been having money troubles or something since he turned down the job promotion. And I was like, where is that coming? Like, you're just back at the salary you always were at. Well, yeah. So it's like you weren't having money problems before you had the promotion, but now you 
do. Yeah. Like, I get being like, well, since we're at the salary we've always been at, <laughs> we can't afford to add on a beach club membership. But, like... Or, like, buy Brandon a new car. Yeah. Yeah. We, they framed that a little bit weird. It was This weird. whole episode is framed weird. Yeah. I would agree. Um, because, yeah, that's, I think, when he goes back to the beach club mm-hmm. and Mr. Rattinger is basically like, well, I'll give you a company car and I'll pay you double your salary here. And Brandon does not bat an eye. He's like, no, I deserve it. When he literally just quit the peach pit to come to the beach club because he'd make more money. Right. And like now he's mad he has to actually work for his money. And then someone Which, else is like. That's also not Brandon. Like, again, he's extremely impressed. Like what we've learned is like Brandon's a certain way. Brandon has object permanence, but in the sense yeah. of like reality permanence like right. he turns in one direction and sees like oh this is the thing that's true and then he turns in this direction and is like oh this is the thing that's true it's almost like if he were presented with two truths that are legit like they're just different realities mm-hmm. he's looking he looks at them both looks them back and forth can't figure it out but then somebody gives him a little push in one direction he's like okay it's that one you know well, what i mean he, it's like he only believes what people tell him to believe yeah no this is I hate him in this episode. <laughs> I really do. He's just a um, weirdo. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't even remember the timeline of all of this stuff because he keeps hearing that, like, Sandy is a bad person mm-hmm. and he shouldn't really trust Mr. Rattinger. And, like, Jim is kind of trying to tell him, like, it seems really weird. This guy just wants to give you a car. Yeah. And, don't you find anything weird about that? Yeah, and so he ends up, like, getting... You know, the BMW mm-hmm. that Mr. Rattinger's like, you know, go drive it around, take it up the coast, whatever. You need to take my wife home because she's, quote unquote, had too much to drink. Yeah. And then they get in the car and he's driving her back. And then she's like, you know, you're just getting paid to hide my husband's dalliances. Yeah. Like, like I am aware of everything that's happening. And Brandon's just like, what? There's no way that my mentor, like, guy is going to give me a car, is doing anything wrong. <laughs> Someone was going to give me a car to help me keep their secrets? I don't understand. No like, way. Come on, yeah, dude. I know. And so, uh, presumably, he does take her all the way home and then, like, races back to the beach club because she tells him that, like, oh, I heard he and Sandy got back together. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Sandy's a bad person? Just Jesus. like Dylan told me? What? Well, and this whole part. I hated this, point this forward, part so much. It's so bad because not only is it bad that, like, Brandon is acting like. All high and mighty? Well, yes. There's, like, several reasons why this is wrong. Because he's acting like it's Sandy's choice. Like, she can choose to do this or not. Yeah, this is a whole power dynamic that, yes. like. Brandon and you know again maybe it's like the 90s and they were just like that whole thing where they're refusing to understand that like men with power Mm -hmm. can influence women Mm -hmm. to do things and vice versa like it's you know someone if there is a difference of power in a relationship it is not equal and you cannot assume that the woman is at fault or right whatever that was my problem it's like Brandon immediately went from zero to like um, temper problem, anger management in like one fell swoop and just automatically assumed that Sandy's the reason for this, yeah. not 
Mr. Rattinger. Well, and he does he does get mad at both of them because I just remember he's like standing at the bottom of the stairs mm-hmm. yelling at Sandy and then Mr. Rattinger comes out and he like holds up the BMW keys and just drops them. Like mic drop. Which I'm And it's just like the face. I don't even know how to describe the face audibly. That Brandon makes. Yeah, it's just like meh. And he just thinks Gotcha. He, like it was li- like he's not literally on the higher ground because he's at the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> but he thinks he lit- he literally has the higher ground in he's this. So self righteous. So self righteous. So self righteous. Uh. He's like, I am the only one that is pure and good and true. You are horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like he should have like dropped the keys and then like flipped a cape around or something and like. <laughs> hair whip like just walked off into the sunset only he still had his mullet (laughs) (laughs) he just houdini out of the like and gone like in a puff of smoke (laughs) like that's the thing that always gets me is like he has been in the wrong this whole time and then he sees that somebody else has also done something wrong and he's like well i'm redeemed exactly like again this is another side of where Mr. Ranger's wife told him what is true. So now he's like, I'm on her side. This is bad. I'm going to go be mad at those people. And then you never see Sandy again. Uh, (laughs) Can I just say, I would love a show about drunk Mrs. Ratinger (laughs) adventures. Riding in the car with Miss Ratinger. (laughs) Oh my God. I would love it. Just different pretty boy every week driving her home jeez just her spilling her guts out right because <laughs> clearly everyone knows because like she's not shy about it like yeah literally they're in the car and she's like so you know this is what you're doing right like i know well you and you would know. think like dylan knows uh-huh. and they're not exactly hiding it at the club like sandy is showing up dressed like she's going on a date at mm-hmm. her place of work which is totally not responsible mm-hmm. and like she's walking straight towards wherever mr rattinger is like if they go get dinner at the club everyone sees it yeah like this isn't no so one is knowledge. hiding anything yeah like you could at least have two club memberships or like we're not gonna go to the club to have our doubt like our mm-hmm. you know whatever well but, like, i couldn't really figure out was mr could we assume that Mr. Rattinger was, like, helping Sandy with, like, financially or something? Like, Oh, he's a sugar daddy. Okay. Because, yeah. like, she was always complaining about not having enough money and, like, not being able to pay for bills and, like, whatever. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, the power differential. Yeah. Like, he is paying for things and taking her out and, like, showing her the side of, like, being a member of the club versus mm-hmm. working at the club. And I think that was part of what kept bringing her back. Yeah. Because she was like, you don't understand, Brandon. He was like, no, you don't understand. Drop the keys. Walk away. Yeah, you're wrong. You need to get out of here. Like, you're, like it's no. your choice. You're gross now. You're a child, Brandon. You don't understand anything. And then he goes home and Jim is like, you know, I think I overreacted. If you think this is going to be a good job, I have to trust you and you should take it and, like, let Mr. Rattinger lease a car and then deduct the interest. Like, yeah. What? And that's the other As an thing. accountant, Jim should know. That makes no sense. Well, and also, like, Brandon, like, I mean, we talk about Sandy's not a secret. Like, his mistress is not a secret. Neither are his, like, financial wrongdoings here. Yeah. Like, he's openly like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to write this off anyway. Like, yeah, like, no, I'm going to pay someone to mm-hmm. hide my misdeeds through my company. Exactly. Like, what? But he tells Brandon because he knows Brandon's an idiot. <laughs> like, 
He has nothing. He has no reason to keep it a secret. He probably has the clearest conscience, this Mr. Rattinger dude, because he's just telling he's people not hiding what he's anything. Doing. Yeah, but like it doesn't matter because then we get to the end of the episode and Brandon gets his "I've learned my lesson" comments to Jim, and Jim gets to be like, "I knew you were the good kid." And then the Brandon learns a lesson theme plays, the music, and yeah. like everything just it doesn't fade out, but like we just move on because yeah. then you get to the end of the episode and they're like, "But also." And then they go back to Steve being like, Maya turned me down for David. Dude, regardless of who this woman is, take the woman out of it. The fact that Steve got friend zoned for David is the best thing that could have ever happened. And see, I'm sitting here being like, someone saved this child from this friend group. (laughs) Well, true. Yeah. If it wasn't David, the serial killer, but just David, the freshman, then I'm fine with it. But yeah, the fact that it's David, the serial killer. It's like this girl is stuck between Steve and David. Like, she needs to be rescued. She just doesn't know it because she's 14. Stuck between 15. a rock and Who knows? a serial killer. <laughs> the worst place to be. <laughs> but yeah, and then like Brandon and Dylan make up right before that. And Dylan's like, but if you ever, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he says, yeah. but it's like a why I oughta kind of moment and like you just make up. And I'm like, no, Brandon's a dick. Yeah. It's like Dylan says something about oh, punching him in the face. Yeah. He's like, the next time you ask me if I've been with a girl you that have a crush it. on, I get a free one anywhere. And I'm like, yes, please punch him for the hell of it. I, I don't feel even like, care. You don't need a reason. Just punch him. I feel like he already gets a free one because like... Brandon has already accused him of hitting on a girl that Brandon has a crush on and hit him. Yep. And then accused him again of like, you slept with her, didn't you? And like, accused her of breaking her his sister's heart. Well, and like, truthfully, who gives a shit if Dylan slept with her? Right. Who cares? Like, I feel like that is just more of Brandon slut shaming. Well, and it's like total 16 year old overreaction right like I don't understand the scope because my scope is like my blinders are are super thin so my perspective is really small tunnel Mm. vision so sex with multiple partners equals bad and equals slut and I could see him being like how dare you sleep with the girl I have a crush on and how dare you sleep with another woman who is not my sister yeah and also how dare you sleep with my sister right like no one is ever going to do anything good sexually like no one's sex life is going to be good enough for Brandon. Yeah. Except for his own. It's not his own. Yeah. He's yeah. the biggest hypocrite when it comes to that. Yeah. He's Brandon just needs to mind his own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon just needs to go away. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Oh, the last funny thing that happens is like when they're on the beach about to go try to see the Grunion again. What the hell is Brandon wearing? He's wearing like a weird ass <laughs> hat. But also this scene would have been way better if they were all high. That's my theory. Like, if they were all <laughs> oh high, it would have been a really funny scene. Oh, my God. That's my theory. Because like, otherwise, it's just kind of lame. But uh, the problem is, because it's this early 90s and we've seen the, like, punishment arc already happen, mm-hmm. no one gets to just, like, do drugs or oh, yeah. drink no. or have sex or anything without some sort of horrible consequence. Yeah, this is not, like, the OC and, like, One Tree Hills of the world. Because it was, like, once we got... Through the 90s and into mid-2000s, the kids drank openly and mm-hmm. didn't have consequences until they did in one episode. But, but in I mean, this one, no. They always have to have consequences. No. And it's going to be a consequence immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to have a party? DUI. Exactly. Oh, you want to have sex? Pregnant. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to drink a little bit? Alcoholic. Yeah. Like, every single one. It is immediate. Mm-hmm. Not that we ever discuss it ever again. 
Yep. And the only one that has had lasting consequences has been Brenda because how dare a woman have sex? Well, that and Dylan because like he his lasting consequence is rooted in his parents. Like, yeah, it's not for doing things now. It's the things that has been done to him. Yeah. And Brandon has um, an imaginary consequence <laughs> when he's like, dad just doesn't want me to have a car at all because I totaled Mondale. Yeah. I just, I hate Brandon uh, so much. He's still punishing me. I Man. feel like every episode is going to start going down a letter grade for the sake of Brandon being in it. Yeah, it's like. He's pissing me off so much right now. We already take it a letter grade down if Dylan's not in it. <laughs> no, so it's going to go down again because Brandon is in it. <laughs> yeah. He's the main character. Every single one is be like, you can max out it a B. There's no curve. <laughs> yeah. B for Brandon is where it starts. But B for Brandon only goes down. Yeah. Because of Brandon. <laughs> So, yeah, speaking of grades, what do you think? I gave it a C minus. Um, okay. Really wanted to do like a D plus, but I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I think Ds are technically gone, but. You, right, right. It doesn't but, matter. But back in the day, it was like, you was could like, still If get we want to give these an E, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. like, um, but I couldn't think of something funny because I was like, this episode just sucked. In yeah. my opinion. C for crappy. That's what I put. I put C minus for crappy. Honestly, that's all I got. Yeah, that was what my notes were. What What was your grade? Um, no, I'm definitely going to give it a C too. C as well. Um, I'm going to give it a C for Brandon probably loves Catcher in the Rye. Mm, okay. Holden Caulfield. Yeah. C for Caulfield. C. Yeah. C for Brandon Caulfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works. It kind of works. It's I'm not ready. a good one. C for Caulfield, comma, Brandon. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, we're announcing his name um, <laughs> in school. Comma. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's all. Wasn't I didn't really like great. this episode. It was boring. I'm surprised we had this much to talk about it, honestly. I think it's because we just talked about how much we hated it, and you right. can usually talk about things a lot more when you're emphatically angry. Yeah, because, like, on either perspective, if you love it or if you hate it, you have more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, well. Whatever. It was fine. It was fine. Not a great start to season two, but... There's really not. I think we're getting there, though. I mean, this was better than last episode, because last episode was the punishment episode. Right. And oh, the, right, right. And then this episode was just, like, Brandon being a doofus. Mm-hmm. So, maybe it'll get better after this. So, I guess, yeah. Speaking of after this, what's next? So, next week... Um, we have season two, episode three, Summer Storm, which Ooh. is the probably clichéist, I guess if that's a word, kind of title for a beach summer type program. <laughs> because like every, you can't not be at the beach and have not have a storm, right? Well, and like, you know, there's always a like, storm episode, whether by, it's a hurricane or whatever. By calling it a storm episode, you know we're supposed to get into like a heavy hitter. Yeah. So we'll exactly. see how this goes. Yep. Um. So yeah, I guess until then, you can reach us at backtopodcast at gmail dot com if you have any comments on why Brandon sucks. Yeah, tell us your reasons. <laughs> we have lots, but we can always use more. Um, and you can also hit us at Back to Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if you really like us or want to tell us how much you hate Brandon on iTunes, <laughs> you can do that as well, as long as you leave us a five-star rating interview. Yeah, because then we'll read it. And you get to be famous for also talking about how 
much you hate Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be perfect. It'll be like we're best friends. Exactly. It's our little club. <laughs> the I Hate Brandon Club. Perfect. Ariel is president. I will be the treasurer. I'm in it. <laughs> Active founding member. I don't want responsibility. I just want to show up to talk about hating Brandon. Exactly. It's like my main talent on this podcast. <laughs> That's not true. You have lots of other talents. Oh, babies. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Well, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.